Go to Alexander Match Quarters. Today we're talking about flex bone defense. We're going to primarily focus on the 3-4, but we are going to break this into different parts, and one of the parts will cover a 4-3 and how we structure that. Now, within this and the structure, I will go over an easy way. If you want to give a different look, you want to go from a 3-4 to a 4-3 look, how to do that and make it really simple for everybody. So I will talk about that, especially in this part, but I'm going to break this down into about three different parts. We're going to go over basic structure of defense. We're going to go over kind of what are the pressure schemes of it. And then finally, we're going to end with a whole series on how to adjust to motions. My biggest thing when defending a flex bone defense or a flex bone offense is do not wholesale change your structure. You have to play within your scheme. Yes. But if you go in and put a brand new defense in, you're going to get into a lot of trouble. So if you're an odd stack, run a stack. If you are a 3-4, run your 3-4. If you are a 4-2-5, run a 4-3. So there, there's nothing that you can do worse than to completely wholesale change your defense just for one game. Now, I am a big believer in you have to be multiple, not only versus regular offenses, but you have to be multiple against the flex bone. I'm going to cover everything from base structure through motions within this series. So, Let's get into it. Let's start talking about some flex bone defense. First off, let's go over base structure. Three, four is where we're going to home from. We are going to have fours and a zero nose. The one thing that you have to be able to do in the flex bone is to be able to control the center and you have to be able to invite these guards. You have to, the guards have to, at some point when they've got to honor the fact that your nose is going to be there. Now you can do this by moving the nose back and forth. I would say most likely you need to work a lot of fallback uh, knockback, fallback. You really want to control that center and you want to control that center point. Now your defensive ends are going to be in fours. I like a four point stance when you're playing the flex bone. The O-line is going to fire out just faster and lower than any kind of offense that you've already seen. So especially if you are coming from a lot of spread offenses, which that was my experience. We saw nothing but the spread, and then one week we got to defend the flex bone. How do you get that mentally around your kids and understanding this is going to be a completely different game than anything that you've ever seen? These offensive linemen, most of them, a lot of times in these flex bone offenses, they're going to be in four-point stances. You've got to match that within the four-point. The biggest thing that you can do is control those tackles and control that center. You've got to be able to – hold the edges right there and really make sure that those tackles can't get up. You know, we, we RO line used to talk about it, beer to clear, beer to clear, you know, different, different rip through that block, different rip through the block, you know, lower the shoulder. You know, those are the things that you have to understand. So those defensive ends need to understand if that tackles, if basically the whole line's pinching through, I've got to be able to compress that. And I am in charge of the fullback. I tackle the fullback every single time. I'm not worried about the quarterback. I'm not worried about motion. I'm not worried about the slot. If he comes and ears holds me, I don't care. I'm going right now for that fullback. Everybody has to attack that fullback. So if I get flow to me and I'm the inside linebacker, I now am quarterback, right? Inside shoulder of quarterback. I've got the, the dive, right? Inside shoulder of the quarterback all the way out. That, that is, that is where I'm going. I'm taking the outside shoulder of that fullback. I'm taking the inside shoulder of that quarterback. And then I'm working all the way through. If it ends up going, if, if it ends up going out, our biggest thing that we like to teach those guys was you have alley to the a gap, 
right? So if I get flow to me, I need to work to the alley. Okay, we're going to mash everything down. I've got to get to the alley. Okay, we've got the outside linebacker in the crease. And so what does that mean? Coach A, what is that? You really have three different parts to your outside fit. Okay, you have the crease, which is the tackle and the slot. You have the alley, which is the slot and the receiver. And then you have outside, which is the receiver and then outside. That's always for the corner when you're playing quarters. Okay. So what we wanted is if you get flowed to you, you need to start working right now to the alley. Okay. Staying square, reading the fullback that because that's your guy and just slowly working that way that way if you need to come back on the fullback you can but you need to work now the nose is going to knock back fallback so we're what we're hoping for is that he's going to end up on the block side so what we want is the will reading the fullback hitting the a gap to the flow side now Everything should be gapped out up front so that's what we that's what we want now d line again I cannot cannot say this enough your defensive ends have to control the tackles we got in a situation when i was at, at horn we played a flex bone team uh from permian uh, most people will know that from friday night lights we played that program uh they had some really good tackles and they just were bigger and more physical than our defensive ends so everything we did we could never get inside we could never control that we were in a 505 because we ran an odd stack that's why i like a four get them in front of that tackle so that tackle has to at least honor them they can't just kind of dip and rip and go outside or base block them out and then now my defensive end has to fight through through to the B gap. What we want to do is create a mass of humanity in the middle and let everything roll out to our, our mic and our will that are working, that are working with flow. Okay. I've got alley to a, that's my, that's my job. Now we line them up at four and we put them in 20. So we're stacking the guards. Um, you don't want to get them outside because you don't want them to then be able to kind of get walled off by those guards. Cause everything's going to pinch a lot of the times and then they're going to be able to fan out and they're going to be able to, to wall you out. And then now that, now that fullback's got an alley that he can just run through, which you don't want. You don't want that fullback getting going. You want to create a mass humanity on the inside. You want everything to roll out the front side, even that fullback, you want him to roll out the front side. Uh, so to me, that is where our philosophy is. Our outside linebackers are going to be at three yards and they're going to stem. Okay. They're going to be outside leverage at three. And then they're going to kind of on the indicator, they're going to kind of creep, creep, creep. And then they are inside shoulder of that slot. Now, the biggest thing that you can do is tell your kids, especially the outside linebackers that you are reading the inside hip of the slot through to the outside hip of the tackle. You are hitting that gap. It, you are the crease player. I like in the 3-4, I like it where the outside linebackers are working the crease. If we are running a 4-3 and I have one inside linebacker, I want him controlling the slot. I want him on the outside and the safety will rally to the inside. Okay, and I will get to that. We call that punch. Okay, so going through this again, we're going to have the outside linebackers at three, tip to tip with the outside of the slot. They're reading the inside of the hip of the slot. Now the non-motion slot in most cases does not lie to you. So if he does not motion, he's going to tell you where the ball is going depending on his block. If he arcs, I want to be heavy through him and I want to suction cup to that inside hip because I know the quarterback's coming right now and I have the outside shoulder of the quarterback. Okay, everybody's going to play half a man, right? So on the, on the second and third levels. So for us, our inside linebackers are playing outside shoulder of the fullback 
to flow to, and I'm talking about flow to me outside shoulder of the fullback to inside shoulder of the quarterback. I'm going to have the outside linebackers playing outside shoulder of the quarterback to inside shoulder of the pitch. And then obviously whoever our pitch man is needs to get to the outside shoulder of the pitch and kick everything back inside. Um, So that's kind of how you're teaching this as you're going through this. We've got our front seven figured out. We're in a 404 tight front. We're going to have 20 backers at four yards. You can get into trouble when you start marching them back. If you line them up at five, even six yards, you're going to start getting into trouble because now, remember, no one's on those guards. Those guards can now rush in. That's a big thing, too, and I'll mention this with your inside linebackers. You have to work block destruction when you play this offense. This is, again, this is different than anything else. This isn't I've got to scrape over top of a block back from a guard who's who's sifting up to me on a gap scheme. No, these guards are literally going to run right at you and try and cut you. So you have to you have to get through in their mind that mental picture, and you have to work that in their mental picture of, I'm literally having someone run right at me at the snap of the ball, and I've got to be able to work block destruction and see that fullback. I think one of the biggest problems we had when I was at Horn was our athletes had never seen the flex bump. They had never seen anything like this. We're so used to the spread at the big classes in Dallas that they had never really just been punched in the face before. And we had tough kids, and they had never been punched in the face before like that. And that was one of the biggest things that we had to really get through was that you've got to block destruct you've got to take on these guards and you've got to finish through you've got to butt press get away and you have to keep your eye on that fullback let's transition to the secondary we are going to run a quarter scheme now i know a lot of people like to play cloud versus option teams because that corner can really dip inside and he can cut to the he can cut to the pitch i never really like cloud And the reason why I didn't like cloud is because I thought it was too easy for those offenses to manipulate that and then throw behind them. You don't have to be that accurate to kind of throw that little hole shot, especially when that safety is tucked in real tight and he's at eight yards. So what we did is we ran quarters and we made our safeties be the alley players, right? They're the ones that are going to the pitch. We call it mod. Okay, man on demand, we're going to play off. Mod in us play means off. It's got an O in it. We're playing off. Motion to me equals I'm going to zone off. Okay, motion away from me. Remember, everybody's reading the slot. Motion away from me, I'm playing man to man. The moment that that slot goes away, I'm snapping my eyes and I just have this guy man to man and I'll rally to the ball. I'll go save a touchdown if it if it's on the other one and I'm running to I'm running to the first pylon. If I get motion to me, I'm zoning off because the one thing that we can get is what is and I and I was told this, okay? Head coach Doug Wendell, he's at Midlothian and this is the one thing that he told me. He said, "Cody, if we get beat on a post wheel, I will fire you." That was it. He told me straight up. He goes, Cody, I will fire you if we get beat on a post wheel. And that's kind of what we got on this was when we play a and we get motion to us, I need to zone off because I need to be expecting some sort of uh, post wheel. Uh, your secondary is going to play pass first. Now, if this is an offense, because we've all seen this, this is an offense that throws five times a game. They're not really trying to throw. I always made sure that my guys still understood, especially the corners. You guys are pass first mentality. You really aren't ever in charge of anything 
in uh, the regular split formation. You are man-to-man on that guy. If I get motion to me, I'm zoning off so I can be watching and then I can fit where I'm needed. That Because that safety is going to play kind of like an inverted sky. He's going to sink down. Now, the one thing, and I'm going to talk about this when we go over the safeties, is you cannot slam your safeties down. You cannot start rocking and rolling. The moment that you start rocking and rolling, you're going to get slot counter going the other way. You're going to get other things hitting you on the other side. They Guys, they can motion that guy and then run option the other way you're going to get f option going the other way they okay they'll just use it as a false key but if you don't ever move your guys then then they're going to run the regular offense and then now it becomes more predictable so let's talk about the safeties i have them again we're giving sky covered we're playing mod i bump them down to eight yards and i slightly tilt them into this to the to the center i want them to be able to see their guy in their peripheral and i would need them to see the other slot if the other slot motions, I need to start sinking down on the outside shoulder, reading that slot through the fullback. If he twirls back, snap my eyes back to my slot because that's where the most of the time it's going back to the twirl. That's the other thing. And we'll go through this when I get to the part three, when we start talking about motions, anytime I get twirl motion, that's where the ball's going. So I want to make sure that I'm sinking down and I'm reading my guy. Now I call it, through to two i'm looking through my slot and i'm watching him through the fullback and then i'm snapping my eyes to the number two receiver on the other side okay so the slot i'm i'm watching my slot if he motions back i'm watching him watching him through the fullback once he clears the fullback or the ball is snapped snap my eyes to the other slot now my steps on any motion are just going to be step replace step replace like a crab we're just going to kind of crab into the middle. I should end up in the B gap. I don't ever want to cross the center. The moment you start crossing the center, you change the numbers. And, and we've all been there. It's hard for that guy to be moving to it. To his, let's say it's, it's to his right. Where it's hard for that guy to start moving to his right really quickly. And then, oh, crap, they're running the other way. I got to plant, drive, and now I'm in charge of the pitch. That's an issue. So we want to make sure that when I get my guy motions, I'm just literally going to crab. Step, replace, step, replace. Watch him through the fullback. The moment that that ball snaps, I'm snapping my eyes to the other slot because I'm now the post control player. And so we call this flip, and I will go over this when we go over formations because I'm going to cover all, all, all the top formations. We call that flip, but it's, it's a soft flip. It's not a hard flip. Now, we can change our fits, and we call that punch. I'll go into that more in detail uh, when we go over how to pressure a flex bone on offense. But just for just for purposes right now, all punch does is it changes the responsibility of the Sam and Jack and the two safeties. Now the Sam and Jack are outside leverage and they are the pitch players and the safeties are punching into the crease and they are downhill right now. I like punch when you it's short yardage, you know, you're going to get something kind of in that off tackle area. And you just kind of want to almost blitz those guys uh, and because they're, it's, it's a very physical, it's a very quick down, uh, and it's not really great against the pass. That's why you don't want really want to run it that much. Now, just remember, I, I know there's a lot of guys probably like, yeah, but this flexible offense, why are we talking about the pass? We threw the ball relatively well. And I've seen other flex bone offenses that can throw the ball re- relatively well. So being able to cover first was something that was important. And two, 
once you understand that the non-motion slot is in the slots kind of tell you where the ball is going to go, you want your eyes on those guys and you want relation relationship to them. I'm a big believer in playing top down instead of playing down to back. So we want to play top down with the secondary and we want to rally to that. Okay. One of the first formations that we normally saw was what we would call trip slot. So you take one of the slots and you move them out. It creates a three receiver set, essentially. We gave an open alert. So the only thing that really changes uh, here is we would give an open alert to the corner. Okay. So all open told was this safety that, hey, we've got an open side. There is no overhang. You need to cheat in and you need to be watching the opposite slot. Because now these guys are taken out. Then these guys are the corner and the safety are now taken out of uh, responsibility within the box. We would cloud any two receivers just because we could we could get any kind of screen, any kind of a lot of times you get the, the switch releases off of it. Uh, and then the push was going to be on the Sam. So the Sam is still going to be in. I tell him to creep down. He's not necessarily going to be an apex like you would teach it if it was a regular trip slot and spread. He's going to now be kind of a plus to the two receiver side. And all he has to be is a wall two player. And I and this is a screw it tag for our safety. Screw it means, yeah, we're playing cloud, but I don't need you at 12 yards. I really need you at 10, maybe even nine. And we're really playing kind of a man match over here with these two receivers. And so we would give it a, we would give it a uh, screw it. What changes internally? Nothing. Uh, the jack, what you can do with the jack is you can either walk him down, but make sure that he has width because they can motion that guy back and he just needs to make sure that he has leverage. We still liked him at three by three. And then he was going to pop his feet. And if it's passed, he's cutting underneath number one. That really alleviates a lot of the pressure for that corner, understanding that I can still play off coverage. But again, we're treating this as though the slot has already gone. Okay, so the slot's already gone. So what I want now is I just want to I just want to play deep and inside, and I'm playing top down and I'm playing May coverage. The slot's gone. He's motioned. What do we do when it's motion away? Snap it. I've got I've got man. We're playing zone away. Internally, nothing changes. Sam linebacker again. He's going to plus just because now we've got width. The moment if we let's say we get any kind of motion going back. That safe, that backside safety is going to sink down, and that jack is going to work uh, to the line of scrimmage. So we're all, everybody's going to kind of sink down to that. If we get any kind of twirl motion, okay, he's cutting right now, and everybody, it, it almost becomes like a three cloud. Now he's cutting two, okay, he's cutting to number two right now. It almost becomes like trap coverage. Now let's quickly talk about communication within the secondary. So I tell my corners constantly, you have the best advantage in visual advantage in this offense you are the ones this is the only offense where you're not a factory worker right and by the what i mean by that is that you are told what to do you do what you're told to do and you don't question anything the safeties are the quarterbacks they tell you what you're doing you do it now this is the only time when i need y'all to really communicate we need to know what the formation is on either side of the ball okay so here i need to have the open side corner yelling to everybody, alert open, alert open, alert open. Hey, something's not right. We don't have a slot. He's missing. Where is he? To the other side, we need to make sure that we're telling everybody, hey, we've got two, we've got two, and then I've got the slot. Now, 
I did talk about twirl motion. We, we need to make sure that you understand the corner. If we get twirl motion by, by the slot, okay, coming back, He's going to trap to number two. He's going, remember, everything has to fit gap wise and, and gap integrity. He's going to cut to the hip at number two and be a presence on the outside. You're going to get the free safety working over. You're going to have the Sam in a crease, and then you're going to have the mic, the mic wrapping over. And then you also have the boundary safety overlapping as well. So we've got to leverage that pitch. It can't make it all the way out to the number one receiver. The free safety is going to be the cap. Okay, and we've got to make sure that we cut to number two. So if I get the, the slot receiver, not the not the attached slot, and I know this is confusing, so I will talk about it. If I get the receiver that goes back, we're going back to base coverage. Okay, if he twirls, we're, we're essentially treating it as though that's that slot and he's already crossed the fullback. We've already got solo on the backside, which attaches the boundary safety to the to the the slot that's attached to the box. Okay, so if the receiver goes back and he twirls, that's the safety that's going to trap because the moment that my my guy goes, what's our rule for the corners? The moment my guy goes away on motion, I'm snapping my eyes and it becomes man-to-man -man coverage. So we that's that's the one thing that I want to make sure structurally wise is when you tell a kid something and that's the way it's going to be, that's the way that it's got to be when you run a flex bone offense. So again, I'm going to, I'm just going to go through this one more time so there's no confusion. Okay? We've got three receivers to one side. I've got a true receiver I've got one of the slots that's now a second receiver that's that's bumped out. So I've got two flexed receivers. They're outside. They're not attached to the box. And then I have a true slot that's attached to the box. So I have what I call trip slot open. Okay. If the slot that is attached to the box were to motion back, the boundary safety and Jack are going to, are going to start sinking down. Corner's going to zone off and the boundary safety is going to have pitch onto that side. So the open safety is going to have pitched on that side if they're what however if they're if they're FIB. Okay? If the receiver motions back, right? We're going to check back to regular coverage. We're going to get a, a, a we can call it Omaha, we're going to get an Omaha Omaha call and that tells everybody we're back to base, we're back to base. Once he goes back, that safety to that side, now it's going to play sky on the slot. And the boundary safety is watching his guy through. If we get twirl motion, the boundary safety is snapping his eyes to the non-motion slot and starting to work to the middle to close the post. And your boundary safety is going to now trigger down on that twirl motion. Okay? Remember, the corner, if I get motion away, it's man-to-man -man coverage, right? And I'm not worried about the attached slot. That's not what I'm talking about. If my next man over motions away, snap my eyes, it's made coverage, okay? So we've covered so far split and we've covered trip slot. Now, what do you do when they get everybody tight? Now, we did not carry tight ends. We were a true flex bone team at Midlothian. We didn't carry tight ends, but we did play Burleson Centennial who loved to carry tight ends. In fact, they would get into 13 and 14 personnel looks and it, it, it wasn't fun. They had a whole basketball team out there with tall kids and they, they, they looked really good. Uh, so I don't like that. So if you are a flex bone offensive coach and you're, you're doing this, if you do have a tight end and, or you have an extra lineman or a young lineman that can kind of be a hybrid guy, slap, a, slap an eligible number on them and put them in tight end because it is not fun. 
right? Okay, it's kind of like the old uh, Alex Gibbs adage of uh, we don't we don't block corners. Well, remember a lot of times when you're going up against a spread defense. Those corners are are covered. They don't they don't want to they don't want to get down there. Uh, so, you know, putting a tight end is not fun. Uh, so these are kind of when I go over these, these are just generic. So this is what we called flex. Now flex formation means that we are going to have a stack to one side and a regular split on the other side. So if we're looking at this left to right, if you're listening to this and we're looking left to right, we've got a stack to the left side and we have a regular split formation to the right side anytime we get two receivers tight together we give a cloud call and our cloud tag for this is switch okay and it's the kind of hang loose sign okay so when we give the switch sign that tells the corner i now have i now am in charge of any kind of pitch i'm now hard to the flat and that boundary safety is going to square up and he's going to back up to 10 yards. Okay. I like him a little deeper on these switches so he can see and he can play it out. He's secondary support at this point and he's going to fit. Anytime that we get it, we get a switch tag, the outside linebacker that tells him to get in an up position. He is going to be head up on that receiver and he's still looking at the inside uh slot of uh, the hip of the slot and that it, he is still a crease player and he is going to punch the crease we can still play triangle coverage with our inside linebacker our safety and our corner so we still have that he is what we call a wing destroyer so if you ever played the wing t and the, this is no different than uh, the same alignment you just don't have the number two guy on the line Right. Uh, and sometimes when you have a, a, a true tight end, it will be a tight end attached and the slot never moves. He never moves from from the tackle. OK, so we want to make sure that we understand that uh, so we can still play our triangle coverage. So all we're doing is we're giving a switch call to the stack. Doesn't change anything uh, coverage wise other than the corner now knows that I'm going to be the pitch guy if I get motion to me. And then I'm going to be uh, the flat defender if I get any kind of uh, anything, any kind of uh, passing route. So it just makes sure that we understand that. The one thing that we do have to understand, and I'll go over this with motion. Now, I'm not going to cover a ton of motion in this because I have a whole the whole part three is going to be over the motions of this. But this is the base weight alignment. Any kind of motion to me, I need to make sure that I have a pres I have a presence there as well and we'll cover that um, again on the split side nothing changes we're still watching through to two we're still playing mod coverage everything is the same uh, our jack linebacker is a crease our outside linebacker he's still the crease he's three yards the only time when we get a switch we want to bump that guy up we want to make sure that he's kind of that wing destroyer now if we get a double flex it changes the coverage contour completely we give a maui call right so that's double hang loose okay so if you're thinking about it we had to come up with something we were like hey what what can we do to do this and i kind of did the double switch and one of the kids was like hey kind of like surfs up right and i was like yeah okay so let's call like hawaii let's give a maui call i we started yelling maui 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 our offense had no idea what it was a head coach comes over he's like what what are you guys doing in secondary or is this the same thing and that's what that's what it is we have we had signals for everything and we we cleaned everything up with the secondary so all that does now is it's a double up so now we have a true five two coverage uh, five two uh structure we've got two guys up they're working hard through to the inside hip of that slot and then our safeties are at eight yards. 
they're going to then back up and stack those tackles. Uh, you can have them at eight if this is a heavy run formation or if you have two tight ends. I like to just back them up just a little bit, eight to ten yards, uh, and then your corners are, are doubled. So the reason why we have to give a Maui call, and I'll explain this again when we go through the motions, is those corners have to understand that we have a double switch on either side and the safeties have to understand that we have a double switch on, on, on the side because that changes how we then – are going to react to motion. The moment that we get the, any kind of motion, we are going to, and, and I get motion to me, that corner is now going to, we say blitz the motion. You're going to blitz the motion. The moment he crosses the fullback, boom, right now I'm blitzing it because it's double switch and we can, we're going to rotate in. It's going to be a hard flip. And so now we're going to flip coverage. The boundary safety is going to replace the corner and going to take the flat. And the other safety is going to move into the middle and close the post. But we're still going to get our cover two over here. Any kind of motion away, we give it a choke technique so that safety needs to get out of his cover two alignment, work to about six yards, and choke the, choke the outside shoulder of that receiver. So that is flex and double flex. So we've gone over split. We've gone over trip slot. We've gone over flex. And we've gone over double flex. Now, let's get into the spread formations uh, that you see from here. Again, any two receivers that we get, we want to make sure that we are, are playing some sort of read coverage. So we are playing cloud. Okay. We're going to, we're going to apex the Sam because I don't have a slot. Okay. If I get motion to me, he's just going to creep down to the line of scrimmage, creating leverage. Okay. He's a late push. So he is a wall two player. He only zones over any kind of push. So let's say that they bring the slot from the other side. So we have two receivers flexed out. They're wide, right, unattached. They bring the slot who's attached on the other side, and they, they bring him through across. We're going to cough that, so let's curl over flat, and he's just going to zone over that if it ends up being any kind of a passing set. This is true split field coverage. This is why I like the quarter system. It's true split field coverage. So I still have split to one side, but then I have two receivers to the other side. Well, we treat two receivers just like we would any kind of spread, except for we're going to run cloud to it. Okay, and then we are going to run split on the other side. So we run our regular mod coverage and nothing changes. Again, the box does not change. The only thing that changes is these outside linebackers, the overhangs and the safeties. It's your, it's your coverage structure. Any flex twin, again, we're playing switch on one side. We're playing cloud on the other side. So we still have to understand, okay, we've got switch on this side. That means we switch means we have a stack. We're playing cloud on the other side. Okay, so the safeties have to communicate any kind of motion back to the cloud side. That boundary safety closes the post. We get a choke route. Okay, and and all that Jack has to do if the slot goes away, he just needs to bang that tight receiver and then be heavy through into the C gap. Okay, that's all he's got to do. He's a wing destroyer. If the wing, if the slot ends up going away, he's going to work hard through that receiver. If the receiver even touches him, and he's going to get to the line of scrimmage to make sure, hey, if we get any kind of F option or anything else like that, we need to make sure that we that we're rolling with that. Uh, so that is now slot twin, split on one side, twins on the other. Then we have flex twin, where we have a stack on one side, and we have two receivers on the other. Now let's get into the unbalanced. This is when we need an alert over. And so our signal for alert over was we took our hand and we went over our head, over, over, over. Again, if I don't have a receiver, someone's not where they're supposed to be. And now I need to give everybody kind of an idea of where, hey, we have an over, over, over. Now, when we do this, we run flip coverage. 
Okay, flip coverage is just super rotation. Super rotation means we're going to take the field safety and we're going to bump him down outside leverage at about four yards outside leverage of the dead receiver. The dead receiver is going to tell you what the play is. Okay, I'm looking at the slot. I'm not worried about the dead receiver. If the dead receiver goes backwards, it's a pass. No, no, in no time, offense coordinators think they're really sneaky. He goes backwards. It's a pass. I need to start feathering out, and I need to look in that intermediate. Okay, I need. They're trying to run a curl right behind me, or they're trying to do something right behind me. I, they're trying to sucker me up. Don't don't go chasing that. Okay, but I'm I'm reading that slot. So we're going from uh, passing strength back to the the nub slot. The corner and flip. We're going to run this like stump. Stump means everybody's going to be off. We're not playing mini to this. We're not playing special to this. We're not locking these guys up. We're playing true zone to this. Now, the key here is the boundary safety has to be able to get to the slot. Okay, that's the number three receiver. He has to get to the slot. He still cannot cross the A-gap. The moment that you start crossing that A-gap and you start crossing that center, you're going to get F-arc option. You're going to get F-option. They're going to arc that guy. You're going to be a man short. It's going to be in trouble. Okay, so we've got the outside linebackers playing their regular stuff. Right. Anytime we get unbalanced, we're treating that like a stack. We're treating that like unbalanced. We're treating that like, hey, they eliminated a receiver from being able to run a route. We need to understand that this is probably a run. He's going to work up to the, the line of scrimmage on the outside shoulder of that slot. And he's working hard through that slot. OK, again, nothing internally changes for the box. We've now we're going flip, flip, flip. And the free safety flips down. He takes anything to the flat because remember the the. The dead receiver can't go vertically downfield. If he goes vertically downfield and they throw the ball, that's an illegal man downfield. I always tell my guys this. Always point the dead man out. Make sure the ref understands. That guy's dead. He cannot go down the line. Hey, ineligible, ineligible, ineligible. Dead, dead, dead. Whatever you got to do. Even have the corner turn around and say, hey, that guy can't go downfield on a pass. Let them know. Because you get that all the time. That They'll try and run these screens. Like kind of the those flat screens or they'll, they'll arc that slot or whatever and see if they can't get you and they'll run the Z vertical and they'll try and do different things. Don't take the bait. That guy's dead. Communicate it. Let the refs know he can't go. If he goes backwards, it's a pass. If he comes vertical, it's a run. I need to know where the slot is. Okay. If they send it and if they tighten everything down, they get into like a dirty bunch and he goes right now to crack that free safety's got a crack replaced right now. He's the pitch man. The, the corner now essentially is zone over number one. He's got him man to man. Okay. So we've just got to make sure that we understand that backside alignment is on the backside guard. He's playing poach technique any kind of motion to the open side, we're going to just check cloud. One of the big things that we talked about in the secondary against us, if I'm down, I stay down. I don't want it back up. So if we get any kind of motion back across, the corner now is going to take the pitch and that boundary safety now is going to, going to stack that receiver and he's going to get over top. One route that I will tell you that they will run out of this is if you get that guy to start working all the way over, they'll quickly run orbit motion and they will run a kind of like a lazy corner route with that open slot, that nub slot and your boundary safety is in chase mode. That's why your corner has to kind of understand. I don't want to take any kind of negative route, especially if that corner, especially if that, that quarterback doesn't attack the edge. We have a Jack linebacker that's going to get in his face. 
I just need to zone over and make sure that I've got the pitch. And if it ends up, he takes two steps and he pops back and it ends up being some sort of option pass. I need to feather out and make sure that that boundary safety and that boundary safety, again, by alignment, help yourself. The moment you see motion going this way, I need to start working towards that receiver and watch him all the way through. If it's twirl motion, I need to sling back into the post, knowing that 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 safety is going to trigger off of any kind of uh, twirl motion. And then I've got any kind of vertical and we're playing it, playing it off a zone. Now, the one that is a, a booger and it is not fun is if they have a tight end and they get in what we call over flex. Okay. So over is just your unbalanced trips over flex means that they put a stack in it. And again, it's same flip mechanics. You're killing the Sam means that he is no longer responsible for anything in pass he's a wing destroyer and he's got the crease and again he's an up on top of that receiver working through and the free safety now is going to be three by three and he's reading the slot again the the dead receiver cannot go out for a pass if he goes vertical at all it's a run and most likely what he's going to do is he's either going to fan out to the to the safety or he's going to try and work to crack the other safety and they're going to arc the slot onto the safety and they're going to do like a cross block that allows that mic to then be free. And then you've got to make sure that you have that Sam wing destroying and he's trying to get to that quarter, that quarterback as quickly as possible. So these are your unbalanced formations. These are the ones that you have to understand and you really have to communicate. Again, anytime we have an open, we need to be alert, open, alert, open. And our, ours was, we kind of put our hands up and we're going open, 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 right? We put our hands up uh, kind of like a, a, a foot, two feet apart, and we're going open, open. You can even do it kind of like a stretch where you're pulling your hands open, open. And then over was, hey, we've got over, 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 over our head. We need to make sure that we understand that we've got an over. So this is part one. Hopefully you enjoyed it. You're getting some notes. You're looking at this. This is part one. This is how you defend formations. Part two will be how do you blitz flex bone? How do you pressure flex bone? And then the final one will be how do you defend motions, which I think is the most critical. So I'm saving the best for last. Thank you.